Welcome to the Captive Thoughts Podcast, where we destroy every lofty thing raised against the knowledge of Christ. I'm your host, Kyle, and today we're going to be talking about how to develop healthy Bible reading habits. Developing a healthy Bible reading habit can be one of the most important parts of your walk as a Christian, but it can be incredibly frustrating at times because you feel like, oh, I know I should read the Bible more, and then, you know, I'll, I'll do better this week. And so you set up your little time, you get your little corner, you sit down, you're reading, you're like, ah, oh, and you get distracted with notifications on your phone or something else you want to do. It can be so frustrating. I remember reading this book by J. Oswald Sanders called Spiritual Leadership. It's a tremendous book. But he has this chapter on this guy who has this amazing discipline. He gets up every morning at 5 in the morning, takes a cold bath, and then reads his Bible for hours at a time. I remember reading that when I was really young and being like, that's never going to be me. Sometimes it can be so difficult to get this habit going that we just give up. And say, you know, I guess Bible reading's just not for me. Or I suppose more often it's, you know, I'll, I'll do better tomorrow. I'll do better next week. And we put it off because we know our future selves are going to be so much more spiritual than our current selves. But there's a big problem with that because that future self never comes if you don't start developing healthy habits today. So let's talk about how you can start a healthy Bible reading habit today. And, little hint, you don't have to wake up at 5 in the morning every day and take a cold bath to do it. Usually. I think where we need to start is in the scriptures themselves and get a good biblical basis on why we should be in God's word on a regular basis. We'll start in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So the goal here of getting into your word is life transformation. We don't have the power in ourselves to transform ourselves in a spiritual way. Only God can do that. And so getting into God's word is welcoming him to transform us from the inside out. And it also tells us there that you understand what God's will is the more you get into his word. If you don't know God's will for your life, how are you going to make the right decisions for yourself? Another verse is 1 Corinthians 1.18, which says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. God offers us his power and is found in his word. Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 2, he says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. So Paul is talking about here how much he works for the benefit of these churches that he, that he writes to, in this case, the Colossians. And, and what he's working so hard towards is building them up in love and unity, but also in their knowledge of the truth of God, that they would know Christ better. Paul slaved away for this purpose. And so his intention is people would know God's word better. And so 
You will know it better by reading it. And lastly, 2 Timothy 2.15 says this, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So the challenge here is to approach your equipping and your knowledge of the word in a disciplined way. It's doing your best. It's, it's, it's working hard at reading and understanding God's word. So we want to understand God's truth. And, and God is the source for truth, too, which really is a countercultural message these days because our culture likes to say that no one can really understand truth, that it's relative, that it's up for each person to decide for themselves. But the Christian lives differently. The Christian lives according to God's truth. And so we get the source of God's truth right here in God's word. It's also worth noting that we are in a pretty privileged position today as American Christians and that we have access to the Bible. This is unique because people throughout the centuries didn't always have access. The church had a lockdown on the Bible for a long time and it was kept you know, only in specific languages and the average layperson was not permitted to be able to read for themselves. So eventually, heroes rose up to bring the Bible to us. One notable example is John Wycliffe. He lived in the 1300s, and he worked to bring the Bible uh, to common English. But he got in big trouble for this. He was burned at the stake, which would be pretty horrifying, imagining that. I prefer to eat my steaks, not be strapped to them and burned on them personally. But anyway, through the sacrifice of many brave people throughout the centuries, we have the Bible here today, and it's, you know, for most of us, just a touch away on our phones. So take advantage of that and recognize the privileged position that you're in. So I hope these things are convincing enough to you that you ought to start a good Bible reading habit if you haven't already. Today, Bible literacy is at an all-time low. Uh, You know, kids getting raised up in today's culture aren't even familiar with some of the most basic Bible stories. So it's more important than ever that we as Christians know our Bible and know it deeply. So let's move on to the next question then. You're convinced you need to start a Bible reading habit, but how do we do that? Well, let's look first at the science behind forming a habit. What science tells us is that as humans, we are creatures of habit. Our brain creates habit after we repeat an action enough times as a measure to make us more efficient. If we can just wire these actions into our brain and make them more automatic, that's less processing power that has to go into them. And so we make new habits all the time. If you're used to coming home and then immediately kicking off your shoes and jumping up on the couch to watch eight seasons of a Netflix show, all of a sudden, after doing that enough times, that becomes a new habit. You have all kinds of habits that are just there ingrained. You don't even notice them. For example, it might be you know, just what time you brush your teeth or uh, you know, when you wake up in the morning, your immediate reaction is to look at your phone and check Twitter. These are all things that develop into habits over time. And so what we want to do is create a new habit, a Bible reading habit. And I have for you five practical steps to take to make Bible reading a habit of your everyday life. Step number one is get specific 
with your Bible reading. So what science tells us is that specific goals for new habit formation are better than general goals. What do I mean by that? Well, a general goal might be, I want to read my Bible more. Just making that as your goal does not mean you're going to start reading your Bible more all of a sudden, every day, right? It's too general. It's, it's too lofty of a goal to, to attain to, and you're going to quickly find yourself getting frustrated at your inability to meet your own expectations. A better goal might be, uh, I'm going to read a little bit every day. That's better, but still not good enough. Still pretty general. Even better than that, I'm going to read for 30 minutes every day before I go to work in the morning. That is a much better Bible reading goal. So start specific. Step number two is set a regular time for your Bible reading. If you just say, you know, my goal is to read a little bit every single day, but you don't have a set time to read that, then you're going to find that other tasks that are scheduled end up pushing that out of the way. So set a time during the day. It might be in the morning. For me, that's my time to read. It's first thing in the morning because it helps me set my day right on a proper footing, I suppose. But for you, you might not have time to do that. Uh, it might be at lunchtime when you're at work or in between a class. Uh, the important thing is setting that regular time, that this time is when I get into the scriptures. Step number three is setting a regular place for Bible reading. Science tells us that if we associate a new habit with something physical, that it increases the likelihood that that habit will become a part of our life. For example, if you want to start a running habit, you don't just say, I'm going to start running. You might Break it up into little pieces here. I'm going to put on my running shorts. I'm going to put on my shoes. And then you're more likely to then go out and run because you've associated running now with these physical activities. So applying that to Bible reading, it might be just having a place for you to read that you have a chair, you have a, a corner of your office, some place that you regularly go to read the Bible. And if you set that place aside, you'll find yourself more likely to go to that place and then read on a regular basis. Step number four is make it easy on yourself. Science tells us that we're more likely to form habits that are easier to adopt than harder ones. And so how can you make Bible reading an easier habit? Well, one way you can do that is to have your Bible ready and bookmarked to the book that you're reading for that day right next to your reading spot. It might also be that you associate reading the Bible with your first morning cup of coffee, and so there's that sense of reward. Whatever you can do to make that reading time more pleasant, more easy, more comfortable, maybe you put on your favorite robe, the more likely it is that you'll be able to form it into a regular habit. And lastly, step number five is have a reading plan. It's a lot harder to stick to your Bible reading when every time you go to read, you just kind of flip your Bible up to a random verse or a random book. It's much better to approach Bible reading in a disciplined way. Whether it's, you know, I'm going to read through the entire New Testament or I'm going to start with reading the entire Old Testament. Having a plan in place will help you track your progress and you'll be able to see for yourself if you're, you know, on pace to, to accomplish that goal that you're setting out for yourself. Another way to do this is to, to follow a Bible reading plan that you can find online, of which there are many. And so now I'm going to help us guide through the various Bible reading plans that are available to you. So what is a Bible reading plan? Or typically, it's some kind of step-by-step -step process where you work through the entire Bible in a year. That's a pretty typical Bible reading plan. 
There are more aggressive ones out there that'll help you tackle the entire Bible in less time, but I don't recommend doing that because I think you get less out of your reading if you're reading so much uh, in one sitting. So before we get into some of these Bible reading plans, I want to lay out a few principles uh, that you should keep in mind as you read for yourself. The first is don't speed read. Take your time. Read the Bible slowly. That was some of the best advice that I got in seminary was to read the Bible slowly because, you know, again, it, it lets it percolate in your mind. You can think about it. You can reflect on what it is you're reading, and then that way it can actually transform your life. It does no good to read the Bible just to get knowledge. It should be transformative. The Lord can speak to you through the pages of his scripture, but you have to allow him time and the opportunity to do that with you. So read slowly. Don't speed read. Also, I find it very helpful to take notes as you're reading because questions are naturally going to arise from the text, something that's confusing that you don't understand. Great opportunity to write that down before you forget. Or you might you know, the Lord might be speaking to you. You might get a conviction. And so that's another good thing to write down. So have a little journal. Keep that near you, whether it's a physical one on your computer. It doesn't matter. But write along with what you're reading. And then most importantly, pray. You can pray before you're reading, during, and after. But we need help from the Holy Spirit to really understand uh, and get the most out of God's word. And so when we pray, we're asking God to participate with us in transforming our life and giving us wisdom and understanding. So couple your reading time with prayer. It's one of the most important, powerful things you can do in your Bible reading time. So now let's take a look at some of these most popular Bible reading plans. The first is the chronological reading plan. So the chronological plan takes you through the entire Bible by book and date by best estimate that it was written. So you go from the beginning, the first book written, all the way to the end, Revelation. And there's a lot of value in this in that you get you know, really good sense of God's redemptive plan throughout the history of the Bible. You know, the Bible is a book that was written by many different authors over many thousands of years. And so you can kind of see the development, how God revealed more and more about himself and his plan over time reading chronologically like this. So that's a huge advantage. It does have, actually cut there, that's good. You can it will help you better understand events in the New Testament, too, because a lot of the pictures, symbols, um, practices that are brought up in the New Testament have their origin and explanation in the Old. So it can be helpful for that. But the chronological plan does have its drawbacks, too. One thing is that you'll find yourself stuck in the Old Testament for a very long time. For many months, they'll be just in the Old Testament. And that's not ideal because we currently are living in New Testament times. We're living in the church age. And so, you know, how we're supposed to be living our lives now, today, we're going to find way more of our applications there in the New Testament. And so it's kind of unfortunate that you're not really going to get to that at all for, for months at a time. That's a big drawback. You also find yourself really struggling at continuing in your plan as you get to certain parts of the Old Testament. For example, the law, books of you know, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, 
these can be a real slog to get through. There's hundreds of laws about what to do when your ox breaks its foot or your neighbor, you know, steals your urn of myrrh, right? I mean, uh, it's tough. There's value there. Of course, it's important to read. But when you're reading through this for months at a time, it's like, oh, man, ready for the next thing. It's like being at, you know, Discount Drug Mart and taking every shampoo bottle there and reading all of the ingredients. You know, there's probably value in knowing the ingredients here, shampoo, but just saying i don't know another plan is the old and new testament plan so this is another one i found online that that was hugely popular and so it'll assign you readings every day uh from the old and from the new testaments so you're not just stuck in the old testament for you know such a long time so it's valuable because you get a little bit of both worlds every time that you're reading your bible the drawback though is that it limits your ability to really focus on one passage at a time. You're going from one book written at a certain time to a completely different book with a different audience, with a different message right away. And so it robs from your ability to really, you know, get something out of the passage of out of one passage while you're reading it. Because remember, we're not just reading the Bible to get through it and to do it in the most interesting way. We're reading it to uh, really understand what God is saying, understand his truth, and then have that transform our lives. And so, again, the principle remains, read the Bible slowly and let the Holy Spirit teach you what God's truth is there. Then there's the genre Bible reading plan, which divides the Bible up into its various genres and has you tackle one genre at a time. So as you read your Bible, you'll notice that there are many genres in there. You have narrative, you have poetry, you have wisdom literature. And so we read each of these genres differently. We, and we use different principles for interpretation for all of them as well. And so the genre plan has a lot of advantages in that you get to just enmesh yourself in one genre and really understand it. But it has a similar drawback to the chronological plan and that you'll be stuck like in Leviticus and these books of the law and you know some some of these Old Testament books for a very long time and so you'll just be itching to get over to Jesus who comes much later so summing up there are many Bible reading plans for you to choose from uh, you can find them with a quick search online I'll just throw out some resources out there that you can check out one is the Bible project they have a YouTube channel and a website and they even have their own app called the uh, Read Scripture. And it has its own uh, genre-based Bible reading plan in there that will help you track your reading every day. It'll send you reminders. I find that very helpful. The simple Bible app by YouVersion has lots of plans on there. You can download that for free. And then Bible Gateway. That was my source for a lot of these uh, plans that I found and talked about already. If you go to their website, you can search it, search it up and you'll find all kinds of plans and find the one that best suits you, what you want to read. And lastly, I'll make a book recommendation. You can read uh, Reading the Bible for All It's Worth by Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart. In their book, they cover just you know how to interpret the Bible, how to draw accurate, good applications from what it is you read. They cover the different genres that you'll find. And so it's an incredible resource for getting the most out of your reading time. So that's all for this video. Thank you all for tuning in to the Captive Thoughts podcast. Don't forget to 
click subscribe and hit the alert button to get alerts for new videos when they drop. Uh, If you're listening on a podcast right now, you can subscribe to the podcast feed. Stay faithful, my friends.